0: Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. These guys are nuts. What the hell is wrong with these
1: people? Yes, that's actually a, a very good question. Hello there. This is the Festivus Boys <laughs> with Peter and Marge. I'm Peter. He's Marge. What How was,
0: are you, mate? Yeah, good. What was the question?
1: Um, he says something like, what kind of people are these anyway? As he introduces us, he's really questioning our sanity in that intro. I must uh, must have a chat to that guy. I mean, normally your intro guy's he's on your side, but this guy just questions everything about us, calls us nuts, and what sort of crazy people are we?
0: Well, let's that face, cool? let's face it, ninety nine point nine percent of the podcasting population are fucking whack jobs.
1: That is right, and as you know, Marjay. Everyone has a podcast these
0: days. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> That's
1: great. Look, I think it's great. Why not? I, I agree because sometimes you get uh, to hear amazing content. Like, I'll tell you, this is not a grievance. I'm just giving this away for free. But I was introduced by uh, an American friend of mine the other day to a podcast called StoryCorps. C-O-R-P-S, StoryCorps. Story One word. And uh, it's run by NPR in America, NPR being the public radio network. Yeah. And what they do is they set up these mobile podcast studios all over America, little towns, big towns, mid-sized towns, and they let people know they're going to be there and they encourage them to come down and tell their story. And sometimes it'll be two family members. Sometimes it'll be two friends. So there's so many variations, I can't even list them all. But it's just amazing stories. If they didn't provide that equipment and the um, uh, access and ability to broadcast – None of those people would probably ever do a podcast.
0: The thing is, a lot of people have stories. A lot of people have very interesting stories. Uh, They're not just stories that are fucking, uh, you know, perpetuated by Hollywood. People have great stories. And when somebody said to me about starting a podcast, when I told them I was starting the podcast, I've told you before, people go, why do you want to start a podcast? There's like 10 million of them. I said, because... I'm hosting this one. Like, not this one that we're doing together, but my other one. It's like, I'm yep. hosting it. I mean, I have a different opinion to fucking 17 million other people. If you don't want to fucking yeah. listen, don't listen. I don't, I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. And there's a niche for everyone. Uh, it's it's just a matter of figuring out what that is or where or how to get to your audience. Yeah. But, I mean, take this podcast, for example. It's a bit of fun, a couple of idiots just, you know, rolling through a whole lot of first world problems, but people can relate. So, you know, have some fun with it. If you don't like it, if you don't agree with our opinions, go to another podcast where yes. all they do is talk about positive things. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get sick of that before
0: too long. I'm sure you'll be enlightened like everybody else on fucking social we media. We all
1: know about those super positive people who are probably just hiding behind a front most of the time, yes. are
0: Absolute absolument. That's French mm. for absolutely.
1: Oh, thank you for yeah, that. Thank right. you for the translation. <laughs> uh mate, what's your uh what's your first grievance for this episode?
0: Alright, so uh this is more a, it's not a grievance. Well, it, it could be, it could develop into a grievance, but it starts off as a bit of an inquiry due to my ignorance and I want to be enlightened. I, I've seen this a couple of times before in my area. I live in a coastal region here in Australia, in Wollongong. I, I, I saw this woman just this morning and I've seen her a couple of times. I've seen a number of people do this. They've got a couple of dogs. Uh, one dog was walking alongside the other dog that was in the pram. Now, 10 minutes, 10 minutes previous, I I saw the, I saw the dog with the owner at a cafe. So the dog was fine. Like there there was nothing wrong with the dog from what I can see. I'm not a fucking vet before anybody starts commenting. Oh, you're not a vet. What would you know? Mm. And I'm like, This dog seems fine to me, yet it's in a pram. And I've seen it a couple of times just sitting in the pram. Like, I think it's a dog pram or it might be a a kid's pram, which has been equipped to take dogs. And the dog's just sitting there, very nonchalant, just living his best life. Uh, The fucking Pacific Ocean is to his left-hand side. He's just (laughs) living his best dreams. And I'm thinking, if anybody's made to walk, it's a four-legged animal. So, uh, this is more of an inquiry before it becomes a grievance. Am I missing something here? Is the dog sick? Is the, is the dog ailing? Because to me, it didn't look like it was. Or is it just a fat fucking lazy dog?
1: Look, of the three parties involved, definitely one is sick. <laughs> and I tend to think it's the owner. And you right. know what? That, that sort of behavior is akin to treating one child better than another child. Yes. So, are the dogs different sizes in terms of, uh, like, no. when fully grown, would they
0: be a different height? I think there do- were similar dogs. They could have been related. There could mm. have been some interbreeding going on and maybe that's why it was in the <laughs> pram. I don't fucking know. But, like, I yeah. saw it running around having a great time, 10 minutes- uh previous at the coffee shop. And I thought maybe the dog's recuperating from maybe a a hip replacement. I've heard a number of people Mm. say to me recently, like their dogs have had hip replacements $7,000. Yeah, Yeah,
1: certain breeds apparently they have
0: brittle hips that need replacing. But it was running around and then it was in the pram. And I've seen a couple of people walking their dogs in the pram and I'm like, maybe the dog's Like, this is me really wanting to understand it. Because if if there's no reason for it, you're pretty much fucked up. This is the end (laughs) of society as we know it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, I thought maybe the dog's ailing, maybe it's old, uh, you know, maybe it's had a fucking hip replacement. But Mm. from what I could see, again, I'm not a vet. The dog was running around quite happily 10 minutes prior.
1: Look, I'm going to stereotype this and a bit like you, I could be wrong. Um, and I'm not going down this path of dogs with disabilities and shit like that because, you know, we've seen through through uh, the generations that animals adapt very well when they need to. I saw a two-legged dog the other day, and he was doing fine. Yeah, you're anyway, right. Anyway, be that as it may, this this is a situation where the world's gone mad. I think we've talked about this on a previous episode, where you've got um, well, we talked about the kids' names versus the animals' names. Yeah, but. The same sort of um, addendum to that is these people that treat their dogs as though they're actually humans, like they're their children. You know, how many times, and it's sad in a way of, of, you know, I know people have said, yeah, yeah, we can't have kids, so our dogs are our kids. And then they really go over the top in terms of how they treat the dog. So the dog becomes less of an animal and more human-like in the way it's treated. Y-
0: you know, I- I've got to admit that I was very- Like, I didn't understand that relationship between man and animal. And I'm saying man because that's how I've been saying it for for 35 yeah. years. I'm happy man to say- Man being human. Yeah, I, I can say yeah. people or non-binary, whatever you're happy <laughs> with. But, you know, my mum- ha- <laughs> Hey, Marge, this is a safe space. You don't need to go there. My mum had a dog. And, like, we weren't a huge dog family. And when that dog died- Dude, my mum was devastated. Like she was bawling her eyes out. Like yeah, yeah. she didn't cry that much when I left home. Like it, you know, obviously <laughs> she, she She actually smiled a bit she, when she, you left yeah, home. Yeah, she knew I was coming back ultimately. <laughs> but um but you're right, like I, I there people like the whole thing about having and I think we've touched on this before. Like when it gets to the point where your dog is sleeping in your bed, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Like, forget about it. That, that, that yeah uh, sorry i can't i can't accept that i mean i know some people are in relationships with people that have dogs in their bed and i've heard that can be mm. a relationship breaker for some people but yeah because yeah, the dog's in the middle the whole time i i totally agree
1: look i'm I, i'm not a dog person so i'll declare that now and i know there'll be people screaming at us saying oh you got no idea what you're talking about i grew up with dogs Yeah, whatever. I'm not that attached to them. I I don't understand the over-obsession that some dog owners have with their animals. I just don't get it. That's just me personally. But with these types of things, you know, that'll be... the, The dog in the pram is... They got that six months after they got the other dog. So that's still their little baby, Marge. So <laughs> it's, it'll always be treated like the little baby. So it'll be in the pram. It'll have the teddies. The other dog just has to man the fuck up and, you know, be, be the adult child. What about, what about these dog psychologists? Like, this this is, look, this is people with way too much money who need somewhere to waste it.
0: That's what that is. How do you know that the dog has a psychological problem? Because as far as I know, (laughs) and again, I'm not a very smart person, but the dog's not really talking to the psychologist, telling (laughs) him or her that they have, like, psychological problems. How do they know that
1: shit? Look, I'm sure certain behaviors tell the experts, whoever they may be, that there's a problem. Uh, but as far as how you cure that, I mean, I have seen, what's that um, Filipino guy's name that he's meant to be the, the expert that flies around the world?
0: Dog Whisperer. Um,
1: yeah, basically the Dog Whisperer. I forget his name. but Yeah. Ba- I mean, you know, certain dogs in the way they behave or interact between other animals or humans is fairly recognisable and diagnosable. But uh, I don't know. It, to me, I just find it a whole lot of wishy washy stuff with people with too much money who just want to, th- you know, they need to spend it. So let's come up with these new fandangled ideas. Let's get our dog a psychologist.
0: That's why, uh, yeah, and when you talk about money and spending it, just go to the pet barn, you go in there, (laughs) like there's one toy for a dog, all you need is a fucking plastic, you know, a plastic bone or a bloody, uh, some kind of, I don't know what they make the bone out of, it's probably a legit bone. You don't need seven aisles of toys for the fucking (laughs) dog, like enough already.
1: No, and I'll tell you, uh, a guilty pleasure of mine with my kids is we will, from time to time, just go down to the $2 shop and, oh. you know, blow 20 or $30 on crap that lasts about an hour or two. Kill me. But I, I, have, I have been a couple of times uh, very much guilty of going down the pet aisle and not realizing it and buying stuff for the kids that come directly... <laughs> the aisle. Yeah, you know. When I was there the other day and there was a teddy bear that my four-year-old fell in love with. It's like, how can the dog or cat or whoever's meant to cuddle up to this thing?
0: So, you know, do, you do realise your kid's going to be at the park playing with that and some parent's going to go, fuck, we've got to call docs on this guy. <laughs> He's giving his kids dog toys. I
1: have no doubt. I anyway, no look, doubt. if
0: somebody can explain the, the, the dog in the chair... I'm thinking it's illness, but when the dogs run are- Anyway, you can leave a comment and let us know.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't want to belittle anyone or anything that might be suffering from, you know, an illness. But if it's running around one minute and then not the yeah, next, yeah. I'm presuming it's fine. Just
0: on the belittling, it's too late for that. <laughs>
1: <belittling>. <laughs> Fair call. I, I take that as Yeah, all right, now. cool. Mate, uh, my first episode, uh, Grievance... Mm, yeah <laughs> that, that works yeah yeah is getting your words mi- mixed up No my first grievance on this episode is regarding businesses and organizations who have an obsession, with getting five star ratings, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, that's and, true. And
1: I'll tell you something that happened to me just recently, and this is what really highlighted it for me. And I understand the business need for it, and I understand that, you know, the more you have against your competitors, makes you stand out more. And as I've said a few times, I'm very prone to the one star uh, rating if if a business or organisation really pisses me off. I'm actually I'm I hand them out quite freely now because I'm sick of bad customer service. But I had a I had a uh, an interaction with a company uh, in in recent weeks, and they had something that I was interested in. So I reached out to them and I sent them a um, inquiry request and you know some information about something I needed. They replied to that, which was great. I then follow up replied, and um, at the end of it, I asked them uh, for a price for the product. They responded to my second question, and they sent me the price, and it was at that point that I realized that this was not the firm that I was going to be dealing with for this particular interaction because I knew the ballpark of what price it should be. And this was well in excess of that. So that's fine. You know, no no, no harm, no foul, no bad feelings. The interaction was absolutely perfect. I would have walked away, you know, without an issue. About an hour later, I got a, uh, an SMS from this organisation because my initial inquiry was done through a contact form, so they had my phone number. And the SMS said, please, could you rate us with a (laughs) five-star rating? And I'm like, no, I can't. I actually did no business with you. Surely to God, just the fact that I contacted you doesn't now suddenly give you the right to request a five-star review from me. I thought this has got to absolute crazy status.
0: That happened to me yesterday. Actually, I was on the chat with American Express, yeah. and I, I, like I use the chat. <laughs> yes. I use the chat all the time. Yeah. Preview. I'd use the chat earlier in the day. I said to the guy, I said, "Listen, I use Apple Pay. My Amex is on Apple Pay. You know, everybody does it. I don't have a physical card. It basically disintegrated. I need a new card." He goes, "Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. Just use your." Uh, just use your uh, your Apple pay, you can use the card. but yeah. obviously you can't see the number on the card. yeah and then and then I, I, I made another inquiry because I'm, I'm going into state about the, my Amex card and the woman said, no, we can't give you the number, it's on the Apple pay, you need to get a new card. Yeah, And I'm like going, all right, thanks very much. And then after 45 minutes of being on chat, (laughs) then they say, can you please hang on the line? I said, no, I've been on the fucking chat for 45 (laughs) minutes. You want me to hang on and then fill out a questionnaire about your service? (laughs) That is so funny you should say that because I was
1: also in contact with Amex the other day, like two days ago. And I was like, do anything you can do to avoid getting on the phone with them right so i went onto to the website i went to contact us and ironically my issue was similar in that i lost my card so i need the card to buy something and i need to do it by a certain date so i was like okay i'll order the new ones i knew i needed to order a new one so i i got onto their um uh, their like contact us section and uh, it said um what is it you want to do and i said i want to order a new card and they went oh okay just order one online so i got online like logged into my account and i clicked on the order a new card and it said oh you can't order a new card here you need to talk to live chat so i was like okay so i got onto live chat and live chat said what do you want to do and I said, I want to order a new card. And live chat said, you can't order a card here. You need to call this <laughs> now. <laughs> and I was, you fuckers, you knew exactly what yeah, I didn't exactly. want to do. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And the other one is PayPal. If you interact with PayPal uh, through live chat, you can't disengage the live chat without rating them. Oh. So whether, whether it's a one star or five star, you have to give them a review to disengage the live chat.
0: You see what I do? I'm very compassionate. I'm a very mm. compassionate person. I often feel for the – like the guy I spoke to uh, yeah. from uh, American Express about redeeming a complimentary flight. i got to be honest with you. I couldn't understand any – every second word I was missing because he was he was of a different –
1: Oh, it wasn't the language. Sometimes they use those computer phones. No, no, no. He was
0: of a different ethnicity. I was talking to a legit person. I don't know if he was in Australia or if he was in the fucking Philippines, but I'm going, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then at the end of it, again, oh, could you please stay on the line and, and, and rate this interaction? And I'm like, you know, this guy's probably in fucking a third world country doing the best he can for his family. So I just give them five stars. I always mm. give five stars unless they're real absolute arseholes.
1: Yeah, it's not the rating that bothers me too much. It, 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 sometimes when um, you rate them – or not sometimes – it's not, it's not giving them the rating. It's when I go on to that same website down the track and I know the process involved with them getting the rating, which, let's be honest, is quite soft most of the time. And in the case of PayPal, you can't get off unless you give it to them. And when you then hook back up next time, they say, we've got 355 million five-star ratings. Yeah, it's because you've got to get them to get off the fucking yeah. chat. What I love with the overseas ones now, particularly the Philippines, have you ever noticed how uh, I, I seem to be on these chats all the time? Like, not live chat, actually on phone calls with them. And because of COVID, they're all working from home. And half the time you hear roosters in the background <laughs> and tooting tu- cars. And, and sometimes I'll even apologize. Oh, sorry, sir. That's my rooster in the background.
0: Fucking hell. <laughs>
1: Crazy. Anyway, yeah, rating. I don't mind rating a business, but it's this constant being asked to review things, particularly when you haven't actually even done a transaction with
0: them. Mind you, we do also ask for ratings of this podcast. So, yeah. We do, yeah. So, (laughs) please give us a rating even if you haven't listened. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. (laughs) Um, My other grievance, you know, I was thinking about this grievance the other day and I thought to myself, like, I'm too far gone into my career as a radio broadcaster and now a podcaster, which I don't get paid for. But I'm too far gone in my my career and, and what I'm known for to sort of feel guilty about this. But after Christmas, we did a clean-up and we went – this is going to be a short grievance, let me tell you. <laughs> we did a clean-up, we got several bags of clothing, some of it, mind you, unused, right? Went to the Salvos down the road here from me, got to the Salvation Army, and the guy goes, hold on, we're not accepting any more stuff. (laughs) And I'm like- We're full. Dude, your whole fucking business relies on free stuff. Like, what, are you changing the business model as soon as I get to the front door? Yeah. (laughs) Like, literally, nah, not accepting any stuff. And then, this is a true story- drove. That was the Salvos. Then I drove to, what's another one? Um, like Lifeline. I drove to, I, yeah. I drove to Lifeline uh, just yeah. like a couple of kilometers down the road. Sorry, not accepting anything at this stage. I'm going, wow. what the whole business model of fucking <laughs> these secondhand thrift shops has changed? Your whole business relies on getting free stuff. Yeah. And it now you're telling you me you don't out? want it.
1: It's chaos, isn't it? it, right, it the is world's chaos. gone mad. But the reverse of that, the reverse of that, Marjay, is that I noticed uh, at our local supermarket about 12 months ago that they had a mobile donation station, let's call it. So, you know, a bit like a a massively oversized post box. Yeah. And you could go up and you could donate your stuff to them. So I guess uh, at some point a truck will come and collect it and they'll sort out the wheat from the chaff. And I'm not a very confrontational person by nature, right? Like, if something really annoys me, I'll say something, you know. Like, I was at the footy last year and there was a bloke standing behind me, a young guy, early 20s, clearly drunk, and he started sucking on a vape. Right, I'm there with my kids. I went off my fucking brain at him, right? But that's that's not normal that I would do that. If I see something, I, I'm not I'm not like it's not my problem. But it's like who knows what people will do in this world? You know, if someone will stab you or shoot you, just yeah, for true. telling them that. Do- so I saw this um this mobile donation station. I'm going to call it. They should use that name if they haven't in the past. It's cool. <laughs> and oh, there, oh, there, it was full. It was literally you know, exploding at the seams from stuff that had been shoved into it. So, then all the people that had arrived after it was already full had started to put their stuff around the outside of it. And I'm thinking, well, the driver is not going to be happy with this, you know, because that's not his job. But then, as we're driving past, and this isn't being racist because it's true, I see an (laughs) Asian family... (laughs) <laughs> literally dumping their shit there. Like, there was actual rubbish they were dumping.
0: Oh, that's and bad. Co- yeah, that's I
1: bad. couldn't help myself. I said, it's not a fucking bin. Like, put your shit in the bin. That's not their job to chuck your shit out.
0: It's bad when people
1: do they, that. It's they st- pretended they couldn't speak English and we went our separate when ways. When
0: anybody says this is not going to be racist- then proceeds <laughs> oh, to... I <it> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: but, but they were. I mean, I understand the expression when someone says, no offence, and it, here it comes. Yeah, yeah I know. But uh, uh, it's going to sound racist by nature because... They were a different race to well, me. But well, people, if yeah. they were white people, I would have said the same thing.
0: People say, listen, no. Although I would have called them bogans. Yeah. People say no offence. <laughs> people say no offence. Don't take any offence as a way to cushion it. That's all. That's all that is. But you don't really cushion- give a, the cushion to yeah, the offense. insult. Yeah. Look, I, I can understand that at certain periods of the year, these places get inundated with, like yeah. you just explained, people dumping rubbish. Yeah, but yeah. Don't 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 swap and change the business model, as I it's you know your your business relies on getting free stuff. When I turn up to three locations and you turn me back, what am I going to? I'll dump this shit in the bin, yeah. like I'll burn it. I don't know. I'll be like George Costanza's well, dad, or the in the in the secondhand <laughs> thrift shop, and he burns all the clothes.
1: Yeah. Well, I must admit, my mother has always been fairly dialed into that sort of stuff. So we've always you know donated to charity. I just what what we did. Oh you're a humanitarian. Kids. You're
0: a humanitarian No,
1: no. I didn't say <laughs> I did. I said my mother did. But yeah, she donated right. when we grew out of things she'd donate our stuff. But she told me many years ago they won't take a lot of stuff these days. Like, good luck donating a second-hand mattress. Even
0: if it's in perfect condition, no, they won't take it. Now, mattress, mattress I can understand. A lot of people do some crazy shit on mattresses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would you want to take that? Dude, I took my young son's baby mattress. This is a baby mattress. Like, what's yes. the worst that can happen on a baby mattress? Okay, I'm
1: gonna stop. I'm going to stop you there. Clearly, you didn't do your research when you were parenting, but- you can't recycle infants' mattresses. Why? Right? It's oh, it's linked to SIDS or something. So, yeah, yeah and that—that's yeah. the thing. Like, I only know that because I've got so many kids, and we've <laughs> we've bought plenty of secondhand cots along the way. Yeah, cots. But are I'd, I'd say to my wife, "Did you get the mattress?" She goes, "No, you can't take the mattress." It's like they can share with siblings, but not with. All right. I, I don't I don't understand it, but anyway, yeah, that that's just what it is. Um. Mate, my second grievance for this episode is uh, a phenomenon that I have coined many years ago, and it's called self-nicking or being a self-nicker, and I I can't stand it, and it still goes on to this very day, and that is where somebody you know, you're in a social situation and you're meeting someone for the first time. If I was to meet you, I'd say, oh, g'day, mate, my name's Peter. And you'd say, g'day, mate, my name's Marjay. Great, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. It's when you're in that situation and someone comes up to you and says, oh, g'day, mate, my name's Dave but you can call me Mad Dog. <laughs> no, I'm not calling you fucking Mad Dog because I have no idea how you got that name and we're not that close. I've just met you, right? Yeah, g'day, my name's Steve, you can call me Shagger. No, fuck no, I'm not calling you anything <laughs> of the sort. I'll call you Steven until I get to know you better and then I might shorten it to Steve. Oh, it does my head in. It's so common.
0: You see, that, well, let's let's be honest. When you say it's common... Let's let's add some context Except to this. by
1: people who are common?
0: No, it's 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 more common in more how do I say this without well, it's more common in the boganic area in which you live. Yeah, yeah. I'm context. in a less boganic. Oh me? Yeah. i am going I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there my friend. I've experienced this all around the country and I'd say I've experienced it overseas as well. It is it is I would say A particularly Australian trait But I've had it in other countries It's just that I don't know the essence Of that nickname And It's great that your mates Want to call you Shagger Or Mad
0: Dog Or you know Turnpike Shagger Shagger might mean You're a fucking rapist (laughs) (laughs) It could In its most extreme Mad Dog probably means You've done some fucking prison time Yeah Well I don't know
1: All of those things being correct
0: but I, I, I don't know. I tend to still
1: like to be quite formal. Like I've got friends who have really well-known nicknames. I know their nicknames, but I just prefer to call them by their name. I don't know if that says more about me than them. Yeah. But those examples when they come up to you and, they, you know, they, I don't know if they're trying to big note themselves or if they want you to say, oh, Shagger, how'd you get that name, mate? Or you yeah, whatever, but I don't
0: like it. Let me tell you. Shagger is something that I call a lot of my friends. Just I, I uh, bestow them with that name. It's just like a, it's it came from an Italian friend of mine. I just call everybody, hey shagger, whatever. It's yeah, just yeah. a joke. But uh, let me tell you something. If you're uh, anything, if you're over the age of. 15 and you're introducing yourself then saying hey you can call me this nickname if you're anything over the age of 15 and you're doing that you've got a mental problem (laughs) could not agree more what are you going to be a 35 year old man saying oh hi my name's steve but you can call me fucking big donger like
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just find it really weird and i've had it from younger you know early 20s type people to people who should know way better
0: early 20s then, early sorry to interrupt you there when you said early 20s type people you sounded very old <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that's true actually i
0: just say i just like i just heard that early 20s type people
1: yeah yeah well that that is true i'm i'm outside of that bracket now and that is a fucking bitter pill to swallow let me tell you <laughs> why <laughs> i i'm still not comfortable with that fact where you know you reach a certain age and I don't know. You you then you then look at people of that age, early twenties, for example, and you think I actually no longer have anything in common with you, even though I feel as though I do, and I'm quite up to date with my well, music and you know,
0: you know my. Yeah, but that that's it's it's all. I think it's all relative. You know, it's you know if you're if you're a 45 year old man, like I've known 45 year old friends of mine that date women in their early 30s, and you know that's like that's a 15 year age gap. But you know, when you're in your, if you're 45 and the woman that you're dating is in her 30s, I don't think that's a big deal. But if you, I
1: don't either. But I think if they're
0: 22, oh, and you're 45, yeah, that that that's difficult. That's that's problematic. That's definitely problematic. But look, you know, if you're a 50 year old man and you see 20 year olds, I don't believe you do have some things in common. But you also have a lot of things that you you're not. You're not going to have in common. Like you're not going to mm-hmm. go to the same festivals for argument's sake. You, 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 no, <laughs> no. But,
1: but you're not going to go – You know, your mind's like- more like the. Um, it's like the getting back together of the Eagles. Theirs is more like the Drop the Acid Festival. <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, you know, my, I've got my, my wife's nephews, nieces, like they're into like 80s music now, like because of Spotify, yeah. it's opened it all up. It's I, because of good parenting, mate. Let's be yeah, honest. If you're I a mean, good parent
1: and you expose your kids to the right music, they're going to still, like one of, the, one of the guilty pleasures of mine is the fact that my kids love John Denver's Country Roads and they love Neil Diamond and yeah, they love see, music that, that, of that era, which problem. we grew up with.
0: That No, that you grew up with. I didn't fucking grow up with John Denver. I didn't. Well,
1: okay. you. Uh, all right. I'm going to just, you know, stop you there uh, again uh, and say you may not have grown up with John Denver, but that music was certainly, certainly part of your childhood. It
0: wasn't your, part of my fucking your, childhood.
1: Well, it was because it was part of mine. Your family may have listened to other types of music of the same era.
0: Orlando and I the other day were listening to Soundgarden, Pearl no, Jam, no. No. um... Uh, what else
1: but that's your key that's your key music era not your not your childhood right so you you like me would have grown up in the 70s and 80s but your key listening era is from twelve to about oh yeah in that
0: weren't. respect yeah yeah like the you know I said like when I'm on the when I hear some stuff on the radio I'll hear some 80s music and it'll take me back to when I was ten years of age. Yeah. But what I'm, but my point is, is I think I I, I think things of popular culture have been opened yep. up across generations because of the uh, because of the internet. Like, and you know, you you could case, be you could you could be a twenty year old that's into John Denver because of the internet. You know what I mean? That
1: is true, and be, and in our case. It's amazing that all the bands that we grew up with, not all of them, a lot of the bands we grew up with who then split up are now getting back together now. So yeah. our kids are getting the chance to hear them. Just before we go, what was your first concert you went to of all time?
0: Uh, the first concert I ever went to was, um, it was Bon Jovi. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was i was 14. Nice. And it was the um. It was eighty six. It was the Slippery When Wet tour.
1: Yeah, massive. That's yeah. A, been a huge influence in in music. Um, mine was Guns and Roses, so similar similar ilk. And it was I reckon that was 87. like eighty
0: nine or eighty seven. Yeah, eighty seven. I
1: went to the the first one, which was um, you know, Sweet Child of Mine and that sort of era, and then. Ninety-two, they came out for the usual, Uj- yeah, yeah. world tour, bloody sixty thousand people. Type I mean, concert.
0: after that Bon Jovi tour, my musical taste. Uh, I mean, then I, I, you know, I went to the states and I, I, I was into Nirvana and Pearl. I'm a massive yeah. Pearl Jam fan. I, I went to every Pearl Jam concert in Australia. I went to see them at Eastern yeah. Creek. I think they're coming out in twenty twenty-four. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go and see them again. But these are not grievances. These are
1: no, no. These are. Yeah, look,
0: this is- These are good people. These are good things.
1: And our listeners need to get to know that we're not just two grumpy old men.
0: Yeah, so well- it's okay that we have gr- other things? Grumpy, it's, it's the old-
1: And listen- Yeah, okay, feckle. And listen, now, I've been to Bon Jovi five times, so do not apologize oh, wow. for being a Bon Jovi fan. Wow. Yep,
0: yep. Well, I'm not apologizing, but, I just wouldn't go to it now. Yeah, feckle.
1: <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> on that note, I'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Yeah. Bye. <laughs> festival's boys bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app are they for real what's wrong with them what the hell is wrong with these people